This is the Visionary Founders Podcast, helping founders to activate their biggest visions, create extraordinary lives and businesses, and to make a difference in the world. I'm Lisa Mitchell, and I'll be sharing everything you need to lay the foundations and growth to create a legacy. In this show, you'll learn the practical and profound changes to make in yourself and your business to have the impact you desire, because you are a visionary founder. Hello, and welcome to this episode. So today I want to talk about making the visionary moves. And even as I say that, it feels really exciting. It's kind of like, how do you get your vision out into the world? Because as a visionary, you aren't here to just have a vision. You're not here to, you know, sit in your little uh, attic garret like a creative artist and think about stuff. You are meant to impact change in the world. That's what a visionary does. They activate their vision. They make a change. They involve other people in their vision. They create a difference, right? And so as a visionary, it's really important that you make visionary moves. And I'm unashamedly borrowing this phrase from um, my friend and coach and mentor, Ellie Frost. And if you haven't listened to the episode with Ellie, then do go and listen to it a few um, episodes back in this podcast, because she and I talk about this a lot. And she worked with Jamie Oliver. She has worked with many brilliant and big name entrepreneurs in the world. And you can feel that sense when we talk in the episode about getting into action, about putting your vision in play, if you like. And I love that sense of putting your vision in play because that's what it's all about, right? You know, it's not just about having a vision, it's about how do you activate that vision and how do you make the moves? And if I connect to and if I watch the people that I admire in the world that are really creating change, you'll see that they're always in motion. They're not sitting, contemplating for years on end, wondering what to do next, wondering about the how. They're in action. They're moving. There's like a forward momentum when you're constantly moving. And it's kind of like, um, somebody described this to me as like a sailboat analogy a few years ago, and I don't sail. So if you're listening to this, apologies (laughs) if you're a sailor. But, you know, this is really about how you set a course. You know, you have your compass, you have your vision really clear, and then you set a course. But then you don't just aim in the same direction because you don't know what the weather will be like. You don't know what the winds will be like. You don't know what the external environment will be like. You don't actually know what's going to land or not with the people that you want to impact until you start making the moves. So it's really important that you have your compass, you have your North Star, you have your vision, you know where you're going. And then as you set off and you move, you're flexible. So I'm going to mix my analogies here, but almost like, you know, imagine like a strong oak in the wind, you know, you're still moving in the wind and you're feeling and sensing all the time and feeling into, okay, so what's the next move? Oh, so I've moved here. Huh, interesting. That didn't really land. What's the next piece? How do I work with that? How do I evolve that? How do I move to the next piece? And there is something big in visionaries about resilience and being able to stay the course. So visionaries don't make one move and then give up. They make a move and they see what happens and they feel into it and they recalibrate again and they make the next move. And so there's a kind of 
I want to say like a driven quality in visionaries, but actually I don't mean it from a masculine, I must push and drive until I was until I achieve my goal. I don't mean it like that. I mean something that is, you know, they're so clear and so concrete in their vision that they're going to achieve that no matter what. And so it doesn't really matter what happens in the external reality. It doesn't matter if they do one thing and it looks like, quote unquote, a failure. It doesn't matter. It's just one move in the game. You know, all these analogies going around my head today, (laughs) like a chessboard, right? You make a move and then the other person makes a move and then you respond, right? So I think being a visionary and being in action is much more about being in responsive mode. It's about starting off. It's about taking an action and then it's seeing what evolves from there. And knowing also that as a visionary, you and your vision are so interlinked, right? That as you evolve, the vision will evolve and vice versa. So I know for myself as I've gone on my you know, pretty intense personal development journey over the last 15 years, but especially in the last two or three, that I've evolved hugely. What I want in the world, what I'm creating in the world has evolved hugely. And as I've done that, what my business is has also evolved. And then as my business has evolved and it's changed and I've started doing new things, I've had to evolve myself again in order to deliver that new level of business. Can you see? So it's a kind of like, a dance. It's a push and a pull. It's a, you know, yeah, it really is like a dance of me and my work in the world and how we're shifting and evolving and growing all the time. So as I say, I get do the visionary moves. I don't mean get into action, write yourself a list, deliver them, you know, at at any cost. I really don't mean that. And I don't want you to take that from what I'm saying. What I mean is, that you're always in action. And actually, you can probably hear this in my voice. I'm recording this at like 6.30 in the morning because I've been sitting, I woke up really early about five o'clock this morning and I've really just been sitting in bed and contemplating. I was my cat curled up on the bed with me in the morning. So it's really like, feels very chilled and relaxing. And I often get most of my brilliant ideas actually first thing in the morning. So I, you know, I might do a little meditation. If I'm feeling like I wake up really inspired anyway, I'll just start to write and journal. And this is what I was writing and journaling on this morning, the visionary moves, or what I call getting into inspired action, you know? So your job as a visionary is to listen. Your job is to connect. It was a beautiful day here in Bournemouth in the UK yesterday. And I went for a walk on the beach and I intended to have quite a long walk on the beach, actually. I had a whole, about five hours with nothing in my diary, which is such a beautiful thing. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for a long walk on the beach. And I went down to the beach and I walked for probably, you know, 20 minutes or so. And there was a bench and I sat on this bench and it's winter here, but there was beautiful winter sunshine and the sun was beating down. And I sat there and then I was like, suddenly got into these, all these thoughts and ideas And I always have my phone on me. So I write myself notes so I can kind of like capture things as they come to me. But actually, as I was sitting there, I thought, gosh, I just, I want to dash home and write all this stuff down. I feel like I'm really in action. So I cut my walk short and I I didn't have my laptop with me and I dashed home and I started writing and I started creating. And, you know, that's such an amazing space to be in. And one that in our busy lives, you know, when I talk to a lot of business owners or people that work in the corporate world, particularly, we often 
don't have that space. We don't gift ourselves that space. And there's a really terrible habit in corporate businesses of blocking our diary every minute and allowing ourselves no space for creativity and for thinking and for dreaming and drifting. And one of the things I wanted to say about making visionary moves is that it's not logical. And I actually watched again um, Steve Jobs' commencement address at Stanford the other day, and I'm going to put a link in this podcast. If you haven't seen that, really go and watch it because, you know, obviously he was one of the most successful businessmen of all time. He created this amazing thing called Apple that revolutionized the computer industry. And I'm a total Apple girl. You know, I'm sitting here with my iPhone in front of me and my Apple laptop. And I love the intuitive nature of Apple. And when you watch that commencement address, what you see is that, you know, he had no idea what he was going to do at the beginning of his adult life. You know, he was a college dropout and he just started doing things that brought him joy. So one of the things that always stick in my mind about that address is that he took a calligraphy course and calligraphy is obviously the art of handwriting, if you don't know that. And he didn't know why, but he was really attracted to doing this calligraphy course. And I was laughing um, with Ellie actually the other day and saying, if you saw him at the beginning of his career and you were like, okay, so he's a college dropout. He's taking these calligraphy courses. It's all very random. And what on earth is he going to do with his life? But actually what he says in that address is that what he realized many years down the line was that calligraphy course was so important because it inspired the fonts of Apple, it inspired apps, it inspired a whole new way of communicating with technology that maybe would never have existed in the same way had he not took that calligraphy course. And so when you're making the visionary moves, they won't always feel logical and, you know, I was actually talking to someone this week who's going to be the guest on this podcast at the beginning of December, so in a week or so, um, called Leon Arts. And amazing man whose mission is that no one ever goes hungry and feels really passionate about sharing food. And so you really want to catch that episode of the podcast at the beginning of December. But again, when I was talking to him and I was saying, well, you know, how did you make this movement happen? He worked with refugees in Calais. Um, he set up a massive food kitchen in Wembley in the lockdown when he realized it would be people that would go hungry. And the way he described it was so simple and beautiful that I'm still, I had the conversation a couple of days ago, but I'm still sitting with that sense of inspiration and that he was just kind of like, well, I just woke up with this feeling and then I put this message on Facebook and then people contacted me and then this happened and that happened. And so this is what's beautiful about running and creating a business as a visionary rather than as a, a standard kind of entrepreneur, if you like. And I've been really connecting this week to the difference between a visionary and an entrepreneur. You know, and as a visionary, you create the moves, you create the reality, you create what the thing is to do. You're not waiting. You know, you're not sitting waiting for circumstances to line up. You're not waiting for someone to give you permission. You're not waiting until it's all nicely kind of like planned out and buttoned up with a bow. You go, oh, I just have an instinct about this. I really feel like this is the way to go. I'm going to take action on it and see what happens, right? Now, you know, 
I've been really playing this in my business for a long time because one of the things about that is it can be very destabilizing when you're building a business with more people in it. You know, and I've seen that happen with big visionaries. They're kind of like, oh, we're going this direction, that direction, this direction. So there is something about how you mobilize a business around that, but that's a topic for another episode. That's a big topic. But you can do that. I want you to know you can do that because also what happens when I've worked with big organizations is they start losing these visionary moves. They start losing the visionary essence. It all starts to become very planned and organized and efficient. And in doing that, it kind of loses something. It becomes like everybody else out there. And then the people in it start to feel a bit squashed and you feel a bit squashed and it loses the magic. And often when I've come into organizations, visionary organizations before, as a bit of a problem solver, I guess, what people say to me is, you know, it used to feel magical in here. It used to feel like there was something so special here that you couldn't put your finger on, but it just felt magical. And part of my job is to be to bring the magic back. And one of my visionary moves has been this podcast. And I did this in order to be ahead of the curve, in order to help visionaries set up businesses that were visionary from the get-go, that had this visionary essence built in. So you weren't trying to do anything normal. In fact, you were trying to do the opposite of that from from the beginning. You were trying to do something that was miraculous and amazing and visionary. And it's so easy when you're creating a business to get pulled into that day-to-day to get pulled into feeling burnt out and frustrated and exhausted because there's so much to do. And I know that because believe me, I have been there many times. (laughs) You know, I had this angel and devil situation constantly of like knowing that I love to be in that visionary space, knowing that that's where I have all my best ideas from and when the business flows. And sometimes allowing my A-type personality traits to take over and starting to push and drive and tell myself I need to do X, Y, and Z when it's simply not true. And whenever I step back and I go back into this very open receiving place, then things start to flow again. It starts to become amazing again. I start to get excited again. My ideas start to flow again. And so one of the things that I've realized for me is that as a visionary founder making the moves is that I can't sit on the fence I can't like be a visionary and also try and create my business in the traditional ways because when I do that, it actually blocks the flow. It blocks the energy, it blocks the momentum, and it just doesn't work. So I realized myself that in order to to really embrace the visionary business, to quantum leap my business, to take it to a whole new level, then I need to fully live that. I need to only live that. I need to be in that in a way that feels so exciting and evolving and amazing to me that it's literally the only thing that exists. And that's super exciting. That's where you get your miracles from, right? That's where everything starts to flow. And you have one conversation that leads on to 10 conversations, that leads on to a huge piece of business, that leads on to a trajectory that you couldn't even have imagined from the beginning. And that's what Steve Jobs talks about in that commencement speech, that when you look back in time, you can connect the dots. You can see, oh, that's why I had that instinct to do this, this, and this. 
That's why I did the calligraphy course. That's why I went off and explored X, Y, and Z, even though it seemed totally random at the time. That only with the benefit of hindsight can you connect the dots back to why you are being guided in that way. And so this is what I've been realizing more and more for myself and really no, I've been living this for fully for a few years, but I haven't always been able to connect the dots. And now as I sit here recording this podcast, I'm realizing that one of the things that this podcast has done for me is enable me to connect the dots. It's enabled to, me to feel into what I'm creating into the world, to claim my work in the world to claim my place as a visionary founder. Actually, I'd done that before I started the podcast, (laughs) but that's been part of my journey over the last few years. And to know that when I get an instinct about something, it's always right. It's always right. And I was talking about intuition, I think, in the last episode of this podcast. And, you know, intuition, trusting yourself, making the visionary moves, knowing that you're creating extraordinary when you do that, trusting that everything is connected. And so even, you know, me saying, oh, it's a beautiful day. I want to walk on the beach could feel like that's not a very productive thing to do when I have limited time, my daughter's at school, blah, 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 blah. But in actual fact, it's making those moves that really creates a difference and creates extraordinary. And I just love that. I just love the fact that I can create those visionary moves that I feel inspired. For me, there is nothing better than having those ideas and thinking, oh my God, I really want to create that. I can feel it. I can like sense the pieces coming together. It's like, I imagine these ideas floating in the ether around me, you know? And as I relax, actually, as I walk on the beach, as I give myself the space to do that, those things start connecting in my brain. It's like they, I can see them start forming themselves and I can feel what the next visionary move is. And that's really your job as a visionary founder is to be connected to the bigger vision, to hold with every certainty that you are going to create this movement in the world, that you are going to create the change that you want to create. And knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how things show up, right? That you're never pushed off that path. So um, again, Leon will talk about this when he comes on in the next couple of weeks, but there will be challenges, there will be obstacles. And, and I, you know, I've been, I have a couple of those things popping up at the moment of things where if you looked at it from one perspective, you'd say, oh my God, that's not good. How did that happen? How come that isn't flowing? But actually I know now that's not true. And when I stay in curiosity and when I stay in trust and openness about it, I can see why that those things are happening. And I can see that's another level of challenge from the universe and almost the universe going, so I'm just testing your calibration here. If I throw this in, does it throw you off or can you still calibrate? And I'm like, bring it on. I'm still calibrated. I'm still on my mission. I still know what I'm here to do. And when you do that, and it's kind of like you're building your resilience all the time. You're building your way of holding that space, of being able to hold that calibration, of being able to hold more and more impact and abundance and money and people and all of those things that you'll need to do if you want to create movement in the world is the universe gives you more. 
And so I'm kind of like having a little bit of a game with the universe at the moment of like, okay, I see what you're doing. And I'm still holding my calibration. And thank you for pointing out the parts of that that I still need to work on, that I still need to heal, that I still need to calibrate to in a different way. Thank you. That actually really works for me because I can see where I'm going. I can see what is shifting and evolving. I can see what I need to change moving forward. I can feel the calibration. And so when you come from that place, it's just a move and a learn and a move and a learn. You know, and I've said ever since I was, I first trained as a coach, which is like 15 years ago, the most brilliant thing about coaching and the thing that I loved when I first came into this world was you have a conversation and you learn and you go, oh, that's what's going on crap, I'd missed that because I was in my own brain. I didn't quite fathom that. So you feel into it. You have somebody shining that light where you can really see what's going on at the truest level. And then when you do that, you get into action. And in the action, you learn. And as you learn, you recalibrate and you move things and you start to kind of flex and bend. And if you could see me now, I'm waving my arms about and like swaying. (laughs) I'm moving and flexing. I'm doing all the movements here. You can't see that, obviously. You might pick up on it energetically. And then I come back and I reflect and I see what's happened and I see the truth of it and I go out and I learn again and get into action. And that's what's so brilliant about this movement as a visionary founder. So when you're making the visionary moves, I want you to do a couple of things. I want you to really feel into the vision. And do that literally every day until it's so embedded in your heart and soul that you cannot help yourself but be that every day. So you feel into the vision, you embody it, you hold that calibration so strongly that it shows up in every aspect of your life. And then you start to take the moves. Actually, you can take the moves even before that's solid. Don't wait until it's solid. Just start making the moves from wherever you are. But the more you can hold that vision, the easier it will be. And then make the moves. What's the next piece? What feels exciting to me? What feels juicy and amazing? And like, I cannot wait to get like into that and get involved in that and do those pieces. And listen, be in receiving mode, really connect to what's appearing around you. Because if you don't slow down and if you don't connect and if you don't be in the moment with it, then you will miss some brilliant pieces. And I actually had this conversation yesterday with somebody about the more side of my business working with corporates. And he was like, well, I can help you with that. And I can train these people up for you and I can do X, Y, and Z. And I would message him afterwards saying, sometimes when you're in the thick of it, you miss the most obvious move, right? (laughs) And, you know, I'm also going to post an episode on support because that's also the other thing that I'm feeling so strongly now is that sense of support and receiving. But I'd miss that. I'd miss that he could do these pieces for me. I'd miss how easy it could be. And so this is our job as visionary founders, is to hold a vision, to love that vision, to nurture it, to feel passionate about it, to embody it, and make the visionary moves. And in making the visionary moves, we grow and we we evolve. And it doesn't even matter if that move's successful or not, because you can always pivot. You can always tack. You can always go in a different direction, but the move will tell you what the next move is. So if you're sitting and you're 
procrastinating, believe me, I can be a master procrastinator. So if you're sitting and procrastinating and you're not making the moves, just make a move today as you listen to this podcast. Stop listening, go and connect, be with your vision, make a move. No matter what that move is, it doesn't really matter even if it's the right move. You just make the move and you learn and you recalibrate and you make another move. And that's how change happens in the world. So if you're loving this and you really want to get into action, then do connect with me because I'm creating more and more ways to work with me and not just in the corporate world, not just if you're a big fancy pants entrepreneur who's already massively successful, although I do love you too, but if you're someone that is creating a movement, creating a business, wants to create something extraordinary in the world, then do reach out to me because I've got some ways of working with me, which won't break the bank and are accessible and are really going to create extraordinary change for you and your business. Thank you for listening to the Visionary Founders podcast with Lisa Mitchell. If you're a visionary founder and you're ready to up-level yourself and your business, connect with me at lisamitchell.co.uk forward slash connect.